Blog Talk Radio. Give you my money when I'm ready. 
So that's mm. my two. Mm. Um, you guys hit on some interesting things. Um, to, it's a good segue to what I was going to say uh, about a particular company, phone company, um, which we'll talk about later, but um, the reoccurring charges, you know, they claim you can save, but then, you know, you got more of a headache um, because some other things are going on. Your, your, your uh, information might be breached or they're trying to sell you something additional some cyber um, uh, protection. I don't like that. Um, so, you know, I, yeah, I just don't like that. And the reoccurring charges too. So, And also when you have your um, card attached to certain um, bills, like you said, like that are reoccurring, um, I think sometimes they take advantage of that. You know, they say that you're saving, but a lot of times it's more headaches than saving. So. I, don't I agree. Like that. So um, I, I just, you know, I'm start going through my bills and start redoing some things, and I'm like Papa Didi. I like paper too. <laughs> yeah. I'm a paper gal. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I hear you. I tell mm-hmm. you, the other thing that irks me is when they, when you have your information already recorded with them, mm-hmm. and then if something is wrong. And they've already, you know, even if you paid it correctly, but they didn't bill it right. Bottom line, what I'm trying to say is if the mistake is on their end, they're quick to get their money on time. But when it's their mistake, why does it always take so long to get the money back? You know, they can Mm. snatch your money in the blink of an eye. But then when they Mm -hmm. say, oh, well, we'll give you a refund and it may take up to two to three weeks. I'm like, how? It took you three mm-hmm. seconds to get that money out of my account. Why do I right. have to wait for three weeks to get my money back? That's right. some bull crap. I think they just it hold is. your money so they can get more interest on, and use mm-hmm. it, whatever it is that they do with it, and they give mm-hmm. it back when they're good and daggone ready because they know they got you over a barrel. Right. You know, they do that. Yeah, they do that also with hotels. If you go into a hotel and you need to hold, they might hold $100, $200 for incidentals. Oh, it may take up to two weeks to get your money back. I don't understand that. Why is that? You yeah, know, that to get your, um, your credit back on your account. I'm like, um, I think we need to start calling the BBB on them <laughs> and uh, to see how fast we're going to get our money back. So, you know. I agree. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's just something to think about. Yeah, for sure. All right. Mm-hmm. So what you got on the rundown for tonight, Kel? All right. We got quite a bit. Sizzling hot off the press for sure. Um, Some things I haven't even heard about this week. Our hot topic tonight, education department will erase $5.8 billion, I said billion, dollars in loans for borrowers with disabilities. Also, bizarre Capitol Hill bomb threat, and the latest on Afghanistan. Also, our hit and quitted headlines, hypersonic jet can fly from New York City to London in under an hour. Wow. Um, Also, here we go, T-Mobile probe into breach finds um, more customers hit. Also, R. Kelly trial, latest news. 
Also, former um, Florida sheriffs spent thousands in taxpayers' money on life-size bronze statue of himself. Also, Southwest wow. pilots, flight attendants say they're exhausted, pilots ready to picket. And Russia claims U.S. rigged the Olympics. <laughs> also, yeah. our cocktail of the week, I got a surprise for you, What's popping with Papa Didi, our weird news. Rope bridge over busy English road keeps squirrels out of danger. Also, baby shark born in aquarium tank where only females are kept. <laughs> uh, theme park robot plans have people freaked. I'm just saying with red wine, here we go again. Living for the City with Papa Didi, my Hollywood wrap-up, and the kissing list. Sit back, relax. I'm sorry, and also the last word. So sit back, relax, get your favorite cocktail, and we'll be back with Hot Topic. You're in the right place at the right time. It's the Pajama Party. www.apajamaparty.com Produced by DC Homegrown Entertainment. Don't just sit there yelling at the air. You got an opinion? We want to hear it, too. Dial 914-803-4306. That's 914-803-4306. Don't let us have all the fun by ourselves. We've got room for you at the pajama party. And remember, it's PJs only. No clothes allowed. Operators are standing by. Well, they're lounging on pillows, but they're waiting for your calls. So call us now. 914-803-4306. Now back to the crew and more of the pajama party. Oh, you want to throw pillows? All right, welcome back to the pajama party. My name is Papa D. Give me a kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. All right, let's crank it up. It's time for the hot, hot topics. And Kettle, you're up first. All right, now. $5.8 billion. I don't even know how many zeros that is. But the uh, U.S. Education Department announced on uh, yesterday that is discharging the outstanding student loans of more than 323,000 borrowers who have um, significant permanent disabilities and will remove barriers for borrowers who qualify for um, this release in the future. The announcement will erase some $5.8 billion in debt and marks a significant step towards fixing a troubled debt relief program meant to help borrowers with disabilities. Interesting. Um, also, the program is meant to wipe out the student loan debt of uh, Americans who can no longer work due to a significant disability. Uh, but until now, borrowers who qualify for the program had to apply for the relief. So it goes on to say now um, relief will become automatic for those who are identified through a data match with the um, Social Security Administration. Uh, the next match is in September and based on those who were identified in June. The department uh, expects more than, um, you know, that amount of people, 323000 the $5.8 billion. Wow, that's a lot of money. Whew. That's a lot of that. debt. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of debt. So yeah. if you're disabled, then you might be able to get all your student loan wiped out. Maybe. Sure. Yeah. So we'll, well, they said, you yeah. know, they got to do this whole match thing. Well, no. 
But I mean, if you get, it, it sounds almost like a, not like a lottery, but if you mm-hmm. get in that list or whatever and they pick your name in, put your name mm-hmm. in, then you might be on the list. But, well, mm-hmm. congrats to anybody who gets in the list. Well, I agree. Yeah. Um, they did say that this, um, hmm, I have heard of the Permanent Disability Discharge Program, uh, which dates back to 1965. Um, if and in fact many borrowers didn't know that they were eligible at all. So, you know, a lot of people don't know about these different programs, you know. Um, sometimes you got to go seek and find. Um, well, that happens not gonna, all the time. Yeah, because they're not going to tell you about the program. Um, I'm just glad that it's being widely known and, it's, you know, people are talking about it, so. Um, hey, if you're disabled and you have some student loans out there, I say go for it. So. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. It's so many yeah. different government-backed programs that mm-hmm. are available for people under so many, like, oddball character, uh, qualifications. Yeah, yeah, characteristics and qualifications that people have no idea. Yeah, I agree. It is. So it's like you got to ask somebody. You don't know you really do. right, Papa? <laughs> That's right. You got to go find out, you know. But I guess mm-hmm. the question is, like, how? You know, where do you look? It's mm-hmm. it's tricky finding all that stuff. But all right, we'll keep it moving. Mhm. All right. Thank you, Kevin. That's good information. You all right. All right. What you got, Papa uh, Didi? This story here was a that, that knucklehead up at the. Capitol Hill bombing threat. When I listened to some of the stuff he was saying and how aggressive he was speaking, it, it was just it was just atrocious. I mean, I don't know how people just and he and, and half the stuff he says wasn't even true. Did what he had and stuff like that. But he's making a statement so openly and freely. I mean, any other time, you know, SWAT will put a bullet in your head. You know, like like it's nothing just like put you to sleep in a minute but it seemed like ever since the uh the whole trump administration people had this unforeseen power and they just one day come out with their mind lost and just start speaking in their in their complete white privilege you know with no holes barred living on the premise of 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 donald trump's uh as angry as he used to get and they got the same mo and it's uncontrollable, you know. So anyway, the, the man who uh, claimed to have a bomb and drove his pickup truck onto the sidewalk in front of the Library of Congress, sparking a hours-long standoff, okay, and facing a federal weapons and mass mass destruction charge, and will undergo a you know psychiatric evaluation. Oh, of my ass! Throw his ass in jail. What the, what the hell? We need to know what's on his mind. He's crazy. He proved that with. A, the statements, you know, words is, you know, words are vicious. And then making threats is vicious. And saying you got this stuff by yourself in a pickup truck, talking out loud, live streaming. What else does a person need to do to convict themselves of a crime? But now you're going to do a mental evaluation. Hell, we know he's crazy. What the hell are you trying to prove? What, what level of crazy he is? Mm-hmm. Anyway, his name is Floyd Ray uh, Roseberry, 
He's from Grover, North Carolina. He appeared via telephone uh, during a, a virtual appearance before the U.S. District Court uh, Magistrate Judge uh, Zella uh, Fuji Friday afternoon, the afternoon, uh, Friday afternoon, and, and, uh, and a, to, to face charges on a bizarre incident that drew a massive police presence to Capitol Hill. And this is all kind of money wasted on the standoff of stuff. And if the clock goes over the time frame, now it becomes overtime for everybody. Especially people that came to work at 7 o'clock that morning, it's supposed to get off at 3, and they're there until 6, so three hours of overtime for 45 people. You know, anyway. So anyway, he uh, he surrendered to authorities Thursday afternoon after a five-hour standoff, during which wow. he live-streamed himself on Facebook, you know, holding a large uh, rusty can that he claimed would detonate if police fired on him. So he knew that getting shot was part of the plan. I mean, anytime if you decide to rob a bank, expect bullets to, to come at your ass when you walk out of the bank with a bag of money. It's just it's just relevant. Anyway. So by claiming he had explosives. Yeah, and he talked in a way where people would be precautious. He got a detonator on this stuff, but then when the, at the deal was done, they found some type of agency said that could uh, start a bomb, but nothing was constructed together as they he probably was too ignorant to do that mm-hmm. you know but you can't you know i mean you can't say you got a birthday cake just because you got flour and sugar and butter <laughs> in, in a bag that doesn't make a damn birthday cake right so yeah, you gotta true. mix it and bake it and shit you know he's i got all the components in my car for a bomb but it's not a bomb he, he got, claimed he, got, he had a weapon of mass destruction. Oh, he got a doorbell in one bag. He got gunpowder in another bag. He's got nails in another bag. You got to put his shit together. Anyway. Crazy. So the judge also read the charges against Roseberry that included threats to attempt to use a weapon of mass destruction, which is punishable by life in prison, the use of attempted use of explosive devices, which is punishable by up to 10 years. Roseberry uh, has not entered a plea. The judge appointed uh, David Voss, uh, who's the office from the Federal Office of Public Defenders. So he now now the federal government's going to pay for his defense, you know, because I guess he claimed he's broke and he needs a public defender. They talked to his wife oh, and she man. said, it, yeah, yeah. They talked to his wife and she said, ex-wife. oh, ex-wife, right, ex-wife. You know, she, she kicked his ass to the curve, you know. <laughs> she said, oh, I... I could not believe he, I never expected he would have, well, why did y'all divorce? <laughs> what, what, was, what was the logistics of your divorce? Let's talk about that. Why did you kick his ass to the curb? He was a crazy mofo, you know. He's trying to speak on his behalf so he don't so, so he don't put a bullet in her head. Shit, he, she know how crazy his ass is, but she well, said Now, well, I heard that he said that he had not, had his what he called his mind medicine for two days. Oh Lord! Like so now it's like, oh, so you off your mind medicine? I mean, for you know, you 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 bring your pickup truck. I mean, he was he, this guy was a classic white boy. You know, a classic white boy. He had to pick up the attitude, the Trump disposition. It was classic. You they know? said he was throwing money like dollar bills out the window, telling people to call the police. Call the police, tell them clear the area, and and Biden needs to put the flags at half half you know staff half level, all of this stuff because he didn't want to hurt anybody. Yeah, okay. I'm like, dude. And he even had a, he didn't even had a device. That, he said all the right stuff to not get his ass shot. 
So you ain't that crazy. Exactly. Okay. So anyway, I don't. All I'm gonna say is, if, if it was if it was one of us, we'd be shot up dead. We'd be gone. Oh, we would. Okay. We would. Okay. We would have been the equivalent of Swiss cheese. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. As soon as they determined it was no bomb, they would unload on his ass. Yeah, they out there yeah. writing messages on a whiteboard, yeah. trying to communicate with yeah, him. Yeah, he didn't want to use a phone. They offered him a phone. They got a robot to take a phone down to him. Oh, my And he God. turned that down. And, you know, he was just, just arrogant, which is, you yeah. know, classic Trump, you know, arrogancy. So, so now he wants to act like he's not competent. To yeah, yeah, of course, because reality set in. Mm-hmm. All, all the guns and whistles is over. Everything is done. They confiscate your vehicle. Now you ain't got Jack, but the crap you had in your pocket, which is probably nothing. Okay. But anyway. my thing is, how, how can a nut, um, you know, uh, control the police department? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, because he, he said all the right what, things. Yeah. I'm like, come he on. He said all the right people. things and not get shot. I got a bomb. I'm going to detonate. When you say that, now you're stopping the, the threat. Because, you know, SWAT is going to... If you're down there just talking stuff in an empty empty pickup truck, SWAT's going to be talking to you, and, you know, they could pick you off, which is going to shove. But he said all mm-hmm. the things, saying the bomb's going to blow up two two city blocks, and, you know, he, mm-hmm. he got into it hard. You know, he had to protect his ass first and foremost. So Yeah, like you said, he doesn't sound that crazy. No, he ain't crazy at all. Mm-hmm. All right, well. Yeah. Ooh. Speaking of what's crazy. The latest stuff on Afghanistan. Mm. This, to me, is is so difficult to even comprehend because it has layers like an onion. I, I've been trying to keep up with this story all week, and it's so confusing because you try to understand what's going on and why, and depending on what you read and where you get your information and who you hear it from, there's so many different angles to this. So... The latest information that I got, which was fresh info, like maybe within the last two to three hours, they were saying that the Taliban has now moved swiftly to crush early opposition to hold across Afghanistan, undermining their repeated attempts to convince the world that their rule will be more inclusive than it was two decades ago. Desperate Afghans are trying to get out of there Uh, in that area surrounding Kabul's international airport, but the Taliban fighters are stationed right outside the area, and there's been a lot of shots fired trying to control the crowd. I did see that newborn baby that somebody had handed up to the uh, U.S. military, so they did manage. I don't know whose baby it was, but they said the baby was reunited with their family, so I guess somehow the family had gotten over to where the U.S. was getting people out, but the baby didn't, so somebody handed the baby over there. Uh, President Biden, of course, is still defending the U.S.'s position. Everything is just chaotic. The president is saying that he's going to make sure that any U.S. citizens or people who helped, uh, like the interpreters and things that are from Afghanistan, that if they want to get out, he's going to make sure they get out. I don't know how that's going to get accomplished with all of the madness going on, but uh, they got helicopters now evacuating people, you know, those big military planes. Um, Some countries are saying that they'll take some people and get some people out. 
So it's just it's so much going on, and that stuff is like the, the updates are happening like every few minutes. It's something different going on. I feel so bad for the people there that are just caught in the middle of it. And I heard this one lady on the news who said that she's trying to get out, but eventually she wants to go back. And not to be disrespectful to somebody's country, but I found myself thinking, go back to what, for what? If the Taliban ends up taking over, what are you trying to go back for? If the reports are true about the harsh treatment toward women, why would this woman want to go back? I mean, I understand that's the country of your birth, but if it's jacked up, you need to make another plan. So that that's all I got on Afghanistan. It's just so was much. She, was she by herself? Was it a family or, or what? In the report that I saw, she was speaking by herself. I don't mm-hmm. know where her family is or if she has other family members there that she's trying to get back to. But she was just, basically, she was just speaking as though, you know, this is my country and, right. you know, it's some, I would like to come back. And I just was astonished. Like, come back? Really? Mm-hmm. You're just waiting for, you know, some of these soldiers to come and harm you in some way? Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah, this, so. To, to, to me, this whole thing is just a hot mess. And I don't understand why they're bringing them here to in a city, we have all this land in these different states, like North Carolina, South Carolina, Texas. Send them folks out there in a rural area. Why bring them in the city where there's more chaos here? Because uh, from what I've heard, they cleared out a, um, a shelter for them here in D.C. So, like, really? Okay. Yeah, Merlin. Yeah. is making provisions as well, Governor. Uh, he's, he's making yeah. provisions. Hogan, mm. yeah, he is. So I haven't heard nothing from the Virginia governor, so um, it should be interesting to see. I guess they said we don't want them here. <laughs> but, I think the Virginia then, governor did yeah. speak up on it as well. Okay. Said something okay. to that effect. I mean, yeah, like I said, but, there's other countries that are making provisions to send hmm. a plane and, you know, or planes to get people out. But what right. I didn't understand is when you get them out, are you taking them back? To your country, or are you dropping them off? I mean, what what are you doing? Mm. So I'm guessing it's going well, to be a process problem. Well, go ahead, Bob. I'm sorry. This this is the only war that um, that America has finally got the inside track on, and this is why everybody's talking about it because usually stuff goes unspoken on, like Vietnam and why what's the reason for the Korean War. And what was World War Two all about? You know, it was always rah rah rah. What do we do? We went there, what have you? But this this Afghanistan thing, you know, we've been here in Afghanistan for the last twenty five years, inadvertently, but nobody ever knew what it was all about. But now that it's been explained and it's been uh, exposed, well, I wouldn't say so much exposed, but it's been simplified Mm -hmm. about it. But one thing people have to understand that it's just one country. And it's one is is one group of people. These are Afghanistan people. The people, the, the the ISIS people are just radical Afghanistan people. You know, mm-hmm. they're the same people. They could be their, they could be the cousins of people. They could be the brothers, the uncles, the aunts. 
the nieces, the nephews. They could be any. They're the same people. They just have a radical side that has dominated the situation. And and the people that are there that weren't radicalized know how crazy they are. Like one of your crazy family members. You know how crazy they are. You don't invite them to the house because you know just how crazy they are. And and they know what, and they're into, and everything they do is what they know. When they behead, behead people, that's just part of their whole killing process to behead people. Maybe they get off on what your neck bone looks like when it starts to wiggle when they cut it off and, if they were raised on doing that since nine, ten years old, then that's just that's their way of life when it comes to killing people. And these people know that they're capable of beheading people, and that's why they're running for their life. Because it says, "But my thing is, what what are they trying to control? What do they want? The they're land, trying to control the, the land, land, which they got. The land, the land, of course, which they got. Mm-hmm. And you know, one thing too, the one thing that we can never do in America, we can never go and try to conquer somebody in their own backyard." That's almost impossible. We we were dropped over there as a lot of people were dropped over here 18, 19 years old, coming from rural Minnesota or lived in Phoenix, Arizona or Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and now they're in a place where they're fighting against people that know the the terrain, they know the weather, they know the sandstorms, they know everything about that country. That's why most people get killed by uh IUD bombs and snipers and all that, they can hide behind stuff. And then America has dropped so much armament there, and everything is based on territories. When they take over areas, see how they were taking over territories? America has left everything over there from Humvees to, to F, F-150 trucks to everything. I mean, you name it. We've left helicopters over there. Because when you take stuff over to war, you don't bring it back, you know? And we just left the keys and everything, and it's a whole production of vehicles over there. You look on the news, you'll see the Taliban driving in the F-150, you know? That's brand, that's, that's no and later driving than Driving in U.S. military vehicles. Military vehicles, and we brought all this stuff, and then we just left all the, I think we should have kind of snuck out in But then the flip side of this, and I'm not going to run on with it, sometimes Americans don't want to leave when they say leave. You know, they didn't got their little families over there. They like the luxury. They like the freedom. They made, like, little recreational drugs, the hashish and the black opium, and they just kind of living a life, you know, footloose and fancy free. And they say, look, y'all got to get out. We got to get out. Then all of a sudden when the, when the S hit the fan, now America's saying, well, we can't, we can't get from the embassy to the airport. Well, we told your ass to leave two months ago, and you've been pussyfooting around, you know. So, you know, it's 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 deep. It's deep. Anyway, I'll leave that alone. Yeah, you're right. It's a deep mess. Yeah, it's a mess. Yeah, hot well, mess. Yeah, right well, about that. God bless him. Yeah, I was going to say pray for him because that's a mess. Mm-hmm. Those people that were clinging onto that airplane and the body they found in the wheel well that was all yeah. messed up, mangled, decomposed, people were that desperate that they were hanging on to the outside of the wing of the plane. And as that plane started going up in the air, and I guess the wind velocity eventually, I mean, you can't hang on to the outside of a plane. And eventually people started falling off. People fell to their death. 
I guess they figured I'll take my chance on the outside of a plane rather than stay here. And all they need when they travel is their laptop. Everybody talks to oh, only have time to grab a bag in my laptop. Everybody lives off their laptop. Their laptop is co- connected internationally to everything, their money, yeah, their situation, money, their communication, everything. everything. And one lady said, oh, I, all I do is could grab my laptop. Everybody talks about grabbing their laptop and their that's all they need, and right. uh, they're because you know they may bank over here. They may be with Wells Fargo or Bank of America. You never know. You know, it's like we got Swiss bank accounts. They got American bank accounts. <laughs> anyway, that's something to think about. Yeah. All right. Well, if you want to join the conversation, hit us up nine one. Um, wait a minute. What's the number? Nine one four eight zero three. Thank you. Four three zero six. I got that part. And press one. And press one. We're take, yes, press one. We're going to take a quick break, and we're coming back because we've got more for you on the Hit It and Quit It headlines on the other side of the break on the Pajama Party Show. It's another Friday night at the Pajama Party Show, and we're here with our PJs on because you know we don't allow clothes in here. If you enjoyed the Pajama Party Show, why not invite a friend or tell a neighbor to tune in right now? Go ahead and text them. I'll wait. Tell them to call us right now at 914-803-4306. And if they want to join in on the conversation, tell them to press 1 so that we'll know they have something to say. We'd love to meet your neighbors, friends, and relatives, so send them a text, email them, or call them up and tell them to join us for the Pajama Party live on Blog Talk Radio. The more the merrier. Or is it Misery Loves Company or whichever? Tell them to call us up on 914-803-4306 if they just want to listen or press 1 if you want to join the conversation. Now let's get back to the crew and more of the Pajama Party Show while I try to find out who hid the belt from my robe. I tell you the truth. Y'all know you're so wrong for that. Right, welcome back to the John Party. Winnie Hills, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Um, Swat, darling. All right, it's that time. We're going to hit him and quit him. All right, Kettle, you're up first. Hit him. I'm sorry, sweetie. All right. <laughs> Hello. I guess <laughs> one too many cocktails, I guess. Cocktail of the week, week, week. Um, uh, this article says, forget the supersonic. This hypersonic jet can fly from New York City to London in under an hour. Wow. That's going some kind of fast. Supersonic flight is arriving in a hurry. And it, uh, in the last 18 months, Boom has successfully tested its XB-1 demonstrator aircraft in pre-solid 15 um, of its still-in-development 30 seat overture models to um, United Airlines. Wow. Virgin Galactica and uh, Rose Royce rolled out um, a partnership to develop a, a 19-seater. Uh, even the, oh, Lord, even the Russian Federation revealed plans to build a supersonic jet for commercial use as well. Um, the last week, the Atlanta-based company announced a $60 million award from the U.S. Air Force to finance testing of the aircraft. Um, like the Greek god, uh, was it Hermes? Uh, this Hermes is designed to travel seamlessly between worlds with a projected top speed 
of uh, 5.5 or 4,219 miles an hour. Oh, my God. Uh, that makes it the fastest uh, re- reused uh, aircraft on the planet. The speed will come from a unique engine setup, a, a turbine-based uh, combine cycle. Wow. Such system use a standard jet engine for launch and landing and to uh, build enough speed to f- uh, flight to feed air into a, a second tube known as a ramjet or a scramjet. Wow. So right now, it plans to test a small-scale version in 2023 and a mid-sized cargo-carrying version in 2025 and a larger one passenger version in 2029. So they're rocking and rolling. This sounds like some Star Trek stuff. It does. Uh, uh, (laughs) I guess Star Trek is is, is just as coming to fruition, I guess. I'm just wondering when a plane is traveling. It you said it was four thousand and something miles per hour. Two hundred ninety miles. Yes, almost forty-two hundred miles an hour. That's a lot. Forty-two hundred <laughs> miles per hour. What does that do to a person? If you're Ooh. in that plane, I would think your face would be pulled almost off of your skeleton. I mean, what did, there must be something in the cabin to protect the person. I guess. I'm quite sure. Yeah. So. Okay. Okay. So they say about 2025? Yep. Okay. 2029, they got some bigger versions coming. So it's interesting to see who's who's involved. You know, different people are involved in um, these different projects. So. Yeah, I heard you say Rolls Royce. Mm hmm. Ain't mad at him. Okay. Go for it. Mm hmm. Sounds All expensive. Right. All yeah, right. It does. Get <laughs> All right, Papa, hit him. That sounds a little more. Stu- that sounds a little more suitable than going to the up in the orbit like Bezo and uh, the other guy did. You know, oh, going uh, up there, Virgin just to, guy. Yeah, just to just to float in the air for a few minutes, and come back down. That seemed pretty worthless. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> All right, moving on. T-Mobile. Ooh. Okay, they're into a breach. Uh, into a breach finds more customers that it would hit with the breach. Oh, boy. But the sad part about it, I don't think they're really taking it that serious because they really don't care because I think T-Mobile looks at their product as a fun unit and not really a serious unit. So I guess they expect you to take care of the problem. Anyway, mm-hmm. they said on Friday an uh, ongoing investigation into a data breach reveals that a uh, Hackers accused has access to personal information from more than 3.5 million customers, okay, Jeez. bringing the total number of people affected to more than 53 million people, all right? Now, if that was the case of any major situation, it would have made, like, national news, and not it wasn't sure it made national news, but it would have been an, inve- an investigation that's wide open. But when I look at TV, I see T-Mobile still advertising. You know, for people 55 and older, we give you two phones for blah, 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 blah. Or you have to do T-Mobile, blah, 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 Or T-Mobile Tuesday, blah, 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 blah. The commercials are just, nothing's changed. You know what I mean? It's always advertisement the way it's supposed to be to compete with where we're competing with, whether it be Verizon, Xfinity, 
whatever other cell phone businesses out there, we have to dominate and compete. But the problem is that it's spending too much money on advertisement and not enough on securities. Okay? Now, they said that you can get, when people ask, what do you do to remedy the problem, what do they offer them? A two-year McAfee plan? Mm-hmm. They say, we'll give you a two-year McAfee plan for free. Yeah. And after that, it's going to cost you $30 a month, well, something like that. Now, what kind of suggestion is that to give somebody that then already, when you got hacked, it means that your pants got pulled down. Okay, so you're butt-ass naked. So instead of you recommending or doing something about the problem, you're telling the customer that we're going to give you two years free McAfee. To, to Why don't you just improve your own securities of your own network from the beginning? But you're spending millions to be the main advertiser on a Super Bowl with uh, The weekend. Okay? Hmm. The weekend. Well... You know, starring, you know, brought to you by T-Mobile. Mm-hmm. Okay? And how much did that cost to sponsor that whole... Millions. To sponsor that whole Super Bowl situation. But you didn't pay a drop for securities to help secure your product. And your product was hacked because it was left with its pants down and somebody just took advantage of it. And now the only remedy you can give America is... We'll give you two years of McAfee. Now, McAfee, mind you, is one of the worst security companies. They run the investigation themselves a few weeks ago, but they're crooked asses. McAfee, you put McAfee on your computer, they're going to go through your computer like a worm, okay? They they touch almost everything on your computer. You ever try to put another type of system on it like Viper or, or AVG or something like that? Do you know that McAfee is the hardest thing to clear off your computer? They go in there like marijuana stays in your hair and in your bloodstream. You know, let's say you smoke a joint and it's in your system for 30 days or so. That's the same with McAfee. They they have the ability to just infiltrate. When you download their product, they infiltrate the hell out of your computer. And it's a memory hog. It's they crazy. hog up so much of your it's memory crazy. and your hard drive. So when you put Viper in to try to have a new situation, they say we still find McAfee still hanging around. Get rid of this McAfee. McAfee's hiding behind a steel door somewhere. It's crazy. So it's so shame. We're gonna put them on the kiss list. Shame on T-Mobile for not protecting your own systems. And then you're gonna tell the customer that we're gonna sell you two years of McAfee. We're gonna give you two years free. So you can keep your own stuff clean. Well, damn. Well, then what the hell we got you for when you allowing yourself to get raped, but you want us to protect you or yourself from your oh, police? Anyway, T-Mobile's on the yeah. kitchen list tonight. I got them. T-Mobile. Crap. Okay. That's a hot mess. And speaking of hot messes, we got the R. Kelly trial going on. That is a steaming pile of hot mess. So uh, this week... Uh, I think it started on Wednesday, if I got that correctly. So starting with Thursday, you had his personal physician, who's been his doctor for 25 years, took the stand and testified about all this stuff about him being uh, him treating R. Kelly for genital herpes since at least 2007 after prosecutors were alleging that R. Kelly knowingly infected multiple people Uh, with an incurable sexually transmitted disease, okay? So R. Kelly has pleaded not guilty to charges of racketeering 
and violating the Mann Act, which I had never even heard of before. The Mann Act is an anti-sex trafficking law. So separately from this case, Kelly is also facing child pornography and obstruction charges in the Northern District of Illinois, and he's facing state charges there for multiple counts of aggravated criminal sexual abuse, which, of course, he strongly denies all of the accusations. So one of the underlying acts that's alleged against him is that he knowingly affected, infected women with herpes, which is a violation of public health laws because if you know you have that, uh, you know, transmittable disease like that, you are supposed to notify your sexual partners prior to engaging in sex that you have, you know, whatever the situation. So the women who testified eventually said they were never told. So uh, let's see. You had Chris McGrath, who is a Chicago-based physician, specializing in internal medicine, is the person who testified saying that he had been treating R. Kelly since 1994, and he gave all this testimony about the drug. I think it's called Val something, Valtrex, Valtrex, something like that. And he said that eventually people from the house were calling on a more frequent basis to get more and more Valtrex. So, and he had also treated some of the women that were there at the house. It, it's just, this thing is like, it must be like watching a crazy movie. So you also had your Geronda Pace, who's now 28. She testified that R. Kelly had sexually abused her in 2009 when she was just 16, and that after a few months of unprotected sex, she developed genital herpes. She said he never told her that he had it, et cetera, et cetera. And the doctor ended up giving her the same Valtrex medicine. But what was crazy to me is that now she testified that she first met him when she went to his trial for the previous charges in 2008, which he was acquitted from. And then he eventually invited her to come to his house by 2009. She went out to the house, and then that's where all this other stuff started happening. So I won't even go into all the details, but you can read about it if you want to know. But all of the stuff she claims that he did, stuff had to do with oral sex, him doing various things, forcing her to do various things. She ended up wiping off semen with a shirt that she kept that she eventually gave to her attorney when she decided after she got away from him that she decided she wanted to file charges. Eventually, she took a settlement, which she was supposed to keep quiet for a million and a half. She told a friend who recorded the conversation. It got back to R. Kelly that this uh, that Geronda had not kept quiet. So the attorney, I guess for R. Kelly, said, you breached the agreement. She started trying to give some of the money back. I mean, it was just very, very messy. Just a lot of back and forth. She ended up telling the police or the attorneys that she wanted her evidence back. So she has the T-shirt, the stained T-shirt in her possession. It just goes on and on. He told, you know, she said she told him that she was only 16. 
she showed him her some state identification, and he said to her, well, what's that, what's that supposed to mean? And she claims he told her, well, just tell people that you're 19, but act like you're 21. So, again, a lot of he said this, she claims he said this and that. His attorney is saying R. Kelly never sought out any of these women, that they were basically fans slash groupies. And they came to him. So I don't know how this is all going to end up, but I have a feeling Brother Man's going to stay in jail because it's just too much stuff. It's a lot. It's going to wear you out. Oh, gosh. It's it's crazy. So anyway, you know, we'll see how his trial goes along, but... You know, he keeps claiming he's innocent, innocent, innocent. And they say, no, you guilty, guilty, guilty. Wow. Never know. Yeah, we have to see. See all the evidence, wait and see. A lot of times you can make assumptions, but once you see all the evidence, you'd be surprised. So, yeah. We shall see. Right. All right. All right. Quit it. Uh, it says, former Florida sheriff spent thousands in taxpayers' money on his life-size bronze statue of himself. Uh, Pensacola, Florida, former um, county sheriff David Morgan, put him on a kissing list, spent thousands of tax, tax dollars to order a life-size bronze statue of himself last year before uh, the end of his final term in office. Um, <laughs> it's a six-foot inch statue which arrived last week at the sheriff's office a brash narcissist waste you don't make a statue of yourself uh seven said on wednesday and you don't use tax dollars to do it um uh, he defended uh, the decision saying it was um not that big of a deal (laughs) he goes on to say i was i was a sheriff at the time um, I think people may be um, wanting to make more of this than it really is. It's just a statue of me saluting the uh, men and women of the um, what uh, Escabina uh, County Sheriff's Office and the first responders that died on active duty. Okay, the statue of Morgan was one of two statues that the former sheriff put, uh, paid for out of uh, Sheriff's Office oh my general fund and a cost of $75,000 on both. He intended them to um, stand directly in front of the main entrance of the agency headquarters as part of his monument to fallen officers. Um, the other statue is a former um, ESCO, Lieutenant uh, Jason Potts, must be his ace boom coon, and a K-9. Mm-hmm. Uh, Potts the sheriff's office, um, K-9's uh, unit division, um, as sheriff and has since retired. So um, ordering documents obtained by the news journal uh, show that both Morgan and Potts posed to have their likeness photographed from a 360-degree angle. The photos were uh, mailed to the design company so that his workers would have images um, of which to model. The life-size bronze left replicas. They said, okay, we're gone, we're out, but we want to try to know who the hell we are. Shit, so, you know. Interesting. That is crazy. How are you going yeah. to just take money that's not yours to spend to create a statue of yourself? 
That, yeah. that is some. Okay. That is yeah. That's some self-serve BS. That's what the hell it is. Yeah. But you said it oh. right. That's some narcissistic bull crap. Yeah. But I got uh-huh. him on the kiss it list. David Morgan. For both of them. Mm-hmm. Who's the other guy? Potts. Morgan and Potts. That's what both names are. Okay. Uh-huh. Mr. Potts. Yeah. All right. Uh-huh. Yep. Hit them and quit them. That was crazy. Uh-huh. All right. What you got, yeah. Papa D? Well, I tell you, it, this is not a case of... Um, and I, I just can't blame this on the Bible white folks, I'll be honest with you. Because <laughs> they, they, they're just, they're, they're out of their mind. Get them, get em, Papa Didi. And I'm not saying that to be racist or nothing, but I'm just saying they, they ass is crazy. I mean, they just, they this is this concern Southwest Airlines, you know, their pilots and flight attendants say they're, they're exhausted, mm. you know. Oh, and they're ready to go on the picket line and strike, you know. Oh, no. They're saying that the, 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 the uh, Southwest Airlines pilots are preparing to ticket, preparing to picket, and the frontline employees at the airlines complaint of the mismanagement, low staffing, scheduling chaos, and a lack of uh, food and hotels for pilots and flight attendants. Oh no! So everything is all muffed up. You know, and, you know the sad part about it too is the fact that, uh, you know, they're not saving on this money. You know, they, 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 the executive live a life of luxury on different monies that they make on fees and things like that. I mean, the bags are free on Southwest Airlines, but you still get that 9-11 charge and all the other charges that come out, fuel charge and all that stuff. But now, you know, the abundancy of employees is not like it used to be anymore. And uh, a lot of places half open, half closed and and all this, so it's a lot of changes. But then you got people getting on a plane and fighting over masks, you know, and they're That's pulling crazy. they're pulling the flight attendants in on it, and they expect the flight attendants, as some females are saying, as, as small as I am, and I come to work just to make a living, and I'm breaking up a fight. Why am I in a position to break up two grown-ass men fighting over something? And I'm supposed to get in the middle of it, and they, they're ending up with busted eyes and busted lips and all kinds of situations by trying to be a, a humble servant of Southwest Airlines, breaking up two adults that are fighting. Mm. And this is in midair. So I tell you, boy, the world is going to, going to hell in a handbasket. It really is because we are tripping every day all over, you know, places like Texas and Florida and, and, and all these different places where people are just like rude and crude. They're just, like I said, they had that Trumpism in them where Trump was always so arrogant and belligerent that white folks are just a small replica of him now, thinking that he's going to come to their rescue, push come to shove, but Trump is not relevant. Trump right now is about as relevant as Barack Obama or George Bush or, or uh, the other guy, what's his name, Bill Clinton, mm-hmm. all ex-presidents that have no power. Trump knows it. Trump probably didn't gain about 50 pounds by now, eating lobster and caviar and whatever else his fatty ass can eat. Like fast food. Yeah, yeah, burgers and whoppers. And, you know, he probably ate that new uh, chicken sandwich from uh, Bojangles. That was pretty good. He probably tearing those up. Anyway, (laughs) but, yeah, the situation with that is that, uh, you know, God bless the pilots and the the flight attendants and everything because they got their hands full every day. You know, if they think it's a peaceful flight, all of a sudden, somebody is screaming some crap, and then 
It's just, just like the gentleman down at the, I don't want to call him a damn gentleman. He's far from a gentleman. The guy that they had the bomb threat, you know, same Trump attitude. You know, Trump, then, it's a cult. It's a damn cult. It really is. <laughs> and you got to see it. You look at it on news, and it's mostly white folks carrying on like this. You know, the sophisticated white people that we respected for years come to find out they're vagrants. They're, they're belligerent, arrogant, crazy, off the chain. They're a damn mess. Anyway. Well, I hope they get that resolved because that's my favorite airline. Yeah, that is the Negro Airlines. Mm-hmm. Can't go wrong if you go with a national and uh, <laughs> national. What is it? National Alamo and Southwest. That's a good trip. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I got I got one last one for you. Uh, you know how I was talking about the ROC, the Russian Olympic Committee. Well, apparently Russia is now still salty over the Olympics, and they're claiming that the United States rigged the Olympics after, you know, Russia didn't get the gold medals that they thought they should have gotten. Once again, you know, it's that superiority complex and entitlement. They thought they should have gotten more than what they got, so they figured it must be because it was rigged. So they're saying that... uh, that when you look at the reality of it, the United States won Tokyo 2020 Olympics gold medal count and the overall medal count, and that's a fact. No two ways around it. But despite the final numbers, Russia is claiming collusion. Russian officials are making preposterous claims that the United States and other high-powered countries rigged the games against them. So now they're saying that all the high-powered countries got together and conspired to make sure that Russia was not going to win. Even the Chinese state media was bo- boosted their medal count by including Taiwan and Hong Kong so that they could declare victory for their country. Now I'm like, wait a minute. The countries were separated with their own flags because they are separate countries. But China was so pressed to boost their medal count, they said, all right, well, let's count Taiwan and let's count Hong Kong, and that will boost our medal count. So we did good. Look at all our medals. I'm like, wow, everybody's pressed. But Russia's accusations of cheating takes on a whole new level because they're saying it was a conspiracy. So, of course, we already talked about this a few weeks back, about the whole state-sanctioned doping scandal, which is what got them banned in the first place. And as I have said before, if you're banned, you should be banned, and that should be it. But anyway, the bottom line is that they, uh, the medal count was good for third overall and fifth in gold medals, but they were not satisfied with that. They said that this is their lowest finish since the 1912 Olympics in Stockholm. So now they're pissed. I guess they felt like we should have been on top. We are Russia. We are the best. How is this possible? It's collusion. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> so, Russia uh, uh. is stripped. And yeah, then they went on to talk about, you know, with the with the rhythmic, uh, or they call it artistic gymnastics, they were pissed because somebody won from, what country was it? Um, Israel. The young lady who won that event was from Israel. And they were like, well, she dropped her baton. How did she win? But they forgot about how when they won the last Olympics, they dropped their baton too. 
So Russia need to go somewhere and sit down. That's all I'm saying. I don't know why they act. Well, I know why they acting like that. That's their entitlement. Are they on the so list? Yeah, I'm just gonna put Russia in general. Mm, mm, they you're sore losers, sure. you know. You can't win all the time. Yeah. If, if you came but, in but third, they, they came in third. But they got gold medals and stuff like that. They got different medals, so they play. But it is Russia. Russia is supreme. But they did. They did good in the Olympics. That ROC. Yeah. They did good. But overall medal count, they came in third. U.S. came out on top. You know, the same and way they it figured it must be, you know, tricky. They said U.S. and other high-powered countries. That's just the tricky. way it is. It's just like when you it's go tricky. to a, when you go to a poker, you know, somebody gonna win, somebody and gonna somebody's lose, gonna lose, somebody gonna break even. So of course the loser can always jump up and say, "You cheating! You're dealing from under the bottom." But whatever. This is what drives people to cocktails. Anyway, speaking of cocktails, it's time for the cocktail of the week. You got one for us tonight, Kettle? Can we take a little CC and come back with the cocktail? Okay, we'll take a break and we'll come back with the cocktail of the week. You're listening to the Pajama Party Show. Hi, this is Papa Didi. If you haven't heard of the Pajama Party, you're missing out. We got hot topics, hidden quitter headlines, what's popping with me. Weird news, I'm just saying, with red wine, living for the city again with me, the Hollywood wrap-up with Kettle, the cocktail of the week, the world's family kissing list, and of course, the last word. We serve up each week on the Pajama Party Show, and nobody does it like us. You can call us each week live on Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time at 914-803-4306. Or listen at www.apajamaparty.com and also follow us on Twitter at apajamaparty. All right, welcome back to the John Party. I'm your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. Well, I'm feeling parched. Is it time for the cocktail of the week yet? Parched. Yeah. So suburban. <laughs> I'm feeling parched. Oh, God. I bet it's you are. It's time for the cocktail of the week. 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 With Kettle. What you got for us tonight, Kettle? Okay. Let me see here. We have... Give me one second. <laughs> this cocktail. Uh-huh. We have so. We have so many. So let me see. I was oh. looking for something with um a lime infusion. So um let me see. They have different cocktails. We might have to come back with the cocktail of the week. Okay. Well we can do All that. Right. Okay. Wanna All go right. to what's popping? And then we'll circle back on the cocktail of the yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, we'll go to what's That'll All right, work. let's do All it. All right. All right. Uh, Papa Didi, let's go to you. What's popping tonight? All right, earlier I talked about the, the way uh, T-Mobile was not focusing on 
their fallops with the uh, 53 million people being breached. And, and it, it was just spoken softly. And T-Mobile didn't even say what their breach tone means. So somebody apparently got all your information, all your everything. This is the reason why I get calls and people know my name and everything else, you know. I'm like, well, damn, well, you know, you get a call and somebody says your name, you don't know what to say, you know. Anyway, but the only thing I want to focus on, too, is is, is commercials. You know, they, they're they still running commercials like normal. I don't know why these companies think that they have to continue to brainwash our ass. I mean, you know, when I was coming up, there was something called a subliminal message which kind of puts thought in your head, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, you hear something, you know, you deserve a break today, so get up and get away. And you know you know, it's McDonald's. That was their commercial. And then you had Coca-Cola that had, you know, have a Coke and a smile. Now, and this was, you know, the the premise of the commercial and the jingle made the commercial so, so relative that you remembered it. Now, these these commercials are just on every two seconds. And the money they're spending to compete with who? We know who you are, Subway. Okay? Subway shows a commercial every minute of the day. And they got all these celebrities in there. They're paying big time. The young lady with the purple hair, the soccer woman. You know, looks like she's like 90 years old. I don't know how the hell she keeps getting on that soccer team. She's old as shit for me. Anyway... Uh, and then you got uh, uh, the, the the brother shoots three point Steph. He's on the commercial. Tom Brady's in the same commercial. Serena's in the same commercial. I'm like, wait a minute. You had a bit. And the other gentleman, the swimmer, they're all in the same commercial, passing each other. What do you think? What do you think? What do you think? Then then you got Charles Barkley is doing a narration. He's talking in the commercial, and the rest of them are doing a visual in the commercial. Damn, six celebrities to sell a nasty-ass Subway sandwich, really? And then let's jump over to Emo and Doug with Liberty Mutual. I've never seen, oh, my God, Liberty Mutual has me fucking gagging. Man, these commercials are just on every two seconds with this this old degenerate-looking fart with this overgrown whatever that is. Hen or what, whatever. What is it? What is the emo? Emu. Emu is... In, I, 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 I don't get it. Yeah, I know, but I've seen them a thousand times. I yeah. get it. I get it. You know? And then you got Flo with Progressive. I've seen her a thousand times. I'm not going to forget your shit. I'm really not. You know, the little Geico guy with the, you know, the little gecko, the little, what is he, Australian, British, LZ. I'm not going to forget y'all. I see a commercial every two fucking seconds of the day. And it's, that, that's not subliminal. That's brainwash. You know what I mean? You might as well give me a cult outfit to put on, and I'll follow your ass like the Pied Piper. That's how fucked up you got in my head. You know? And it's like, it's just unbelievable, you know, that that we, we are just so bombarded with bullshit anymore. It's like like we're idiots. You know, like like we're so stupid that we just need to be boggled down with nothing else but what people want to sell us. And it's just getting to the point where I'm like, enough.
stop knocking on my door. Somebody knocked on my door. Hi, I'm selling aluminum siding and windows and, and this and that. He ain't had shit. The man didn't have a ID card, didn't have a laptop. He didn't have shit. Then he wanted my phone number. I'm like, well, well, give me your number. I'll, I said, no, I don't want to give you my number. Well, no, we don't give you a number. Anybody, no, I don't want to give you my number. No, I'm telling you, we don't give, I, I don't want to give you my goddamn number. This is the third time you asked me. You know, stop thinking I'm so stupid that you're going to just knock on my door randomly and I'm going to start giving you crap. Are you serious? People, stop it. Really, stop it. When you see somebody walking on your street selling something at 7, 8 o'clock at night when the sun's about to go down and they walk by your ass, steer them down with an evil-ass look. Put a crazy look on your face so they know not to come near your ass. Because they're really not selling anything that you would have a galleon interest in. You know, because it's all bullshit. They don't show you no references. If you're selling something, then give me a book to show me what you can do. Call somebody to use your product. I mean, it's just a mess. People want something for nothing, and everybody wants to walk away with some stuff they got from us. A number, an email address, or something. Stop giving people shit. Keep your shit to yourself. I'm done with that. I know that. Okay. Drop the mic. Leave me alone. I guess that's why people have cable. They're tired of the commercials. I'm with you on those commercials. (laughs) They do figure you out. No, I'm telling you, I've had enough. I I really have enough. Mm -hmm. The world is so dummy down that it's not even funny. It's almost like we're fools, you know? You know, mm-hmm. we'll be, and then it's like so many of them. You ever go somewhere and come back and commercials are still running? What's mm-hmm. that one show? Bar Bar Rescue. You ever a show called Bar Rescue? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I used to watch Lord, that show. Yeah, I mercy. like Bar Rescue. I like Bar oh, no, Rescue. I'm not talking about the show. I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about the show. I'm talking about the oh, commercials. Okay. That oh, show okay. had like 50 commercials per episode. I'm like, what the hell? When's the show coming back? Yeah. You almost forget they what you watching. A lot of you forget what you're watching. Like, what the fuck am I watching anyway? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, then that's why a lot of people, and, and I do on the weekend, I watch a lot of movies. Um, I want to be entertained. I don't want to watch commercials, like you said, and you see the same ones. Also, um, the, um, the um, is it not Geico? Is it Geico? It's, it's, it's a uh, Liberty Mutual. And um, they have different ones with the Statue of Liberty. It's it's just yeah. bombarded. The Liberty Mutual, you know, you yeah. see that all day, every day. Yeah, it's crazy. All right. Well, since we've had too many commercials, uh, why don't we have a cocktail to uh, simmer that down? <laughs> oh, okay. You got one. Let's go. What you got for us? Yes, it's called the Old Cuban Cocktail. It's a must try. This modern classic champagne drink is a mashup of a mojito and a French 75. All right. Ooh. So the ingredients on this is six mint leaves um, um, plus some more to garnish, three-fourth ounces of, of fresh lime juice, three-fourth ounces of um, simple syrup, one-and-a-half ounces of um, aged rum or a little more if you like. Um, I do. Two dashes of Aragon. Um, Gostura bitters and two ounces of um, champagne or prosecco, whichever you uh, prefer. So, in a cocktail shaker, muddle the mint leaves with lime juice and simple syrup. 
Add the rum and bitters and fill the cocktail shaker with ice. Shake until cold, then strain into a cocktail glass. And then we're going to top it off with the champagne or Prosecco of your choice and garnish with the additional mint. And this is the old Cuban cocktail. So, mm. That sounds really tasty. It sure does. Too bad the glass is too small. I had to put in a bigger glass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yep. But uh, that's it. Mm-hmm. All right. The old Cuban cocktail. I like that. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right. Well, since I got the mic, I might as well go ahead with the lighting it up, as I say, with the crazy, crazy, weird news we got going on. Oh, okay. Um, Go for it. All right. Why you always give me the ones with the squirrels and animals? Okay. (laughs) Rope bridge over busy English road keeps squirrels out of danger. A group of British animal lovers set a rope bridge they erected over a busy road has proven to be a popular means of travel for the squirrels. It was designed to keep out of harm's way. This is in uh, Cramlington and District Red Squirrel Group. Said members Hmm. noticed squirrels were dying in distressing numbers on the road in this particular town, uh, North North Berlin, uh, while trying to pass between uh, Sekio Woods and the east of Bramlington Nature Reserve. Uh, they were collecting hazelnuts. The group raised over a thousand dollars and was able to use the funds to erect a thick rope high above the road. Members said the squirrels started using the rope uh, within just a few days, and the number of rodent deaths on the road was sharply decreased. So it's um, fantastic. We can protect the red squirrels from danger, and it's also great for community engagement. The group's chairman said. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Is that, so they is that put a rope bridge. They put the rope yep. bridge over the street, and That's the squirrels started like. going across the rope. Right. Instead of going across the street, they were going across the rope. You know, it's higher up, you know, so people weren't hitting the squirrels. So, I mean, hey. I wonder hey, how did the squirrels know to even go up there and go and that's just curious. <laughs> okay. Uh, How do they know, yeah. Papa Didi? How do squirrels know? They know. <laughs> Smarter than we are. That's <laughs> Don't you see squirrels on the um, wires and stuff, like the uh, telephone wires? Yeah. I see them running all around town with nuts and stuff and berries and whatever. I um, guess, yeah, that's true. Squirrel gets around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sure do. <laughs> okay. All right, well, mine is about a baby shark that was born in an aquarium tank, but the tank only had females in it. They only kept females in this tank. Now, this is uh, officials at an Italian aquarium said a baby smooth hound shark was born in a tank in which only females are kept, and they said that it might be the first documented case of asexual reproduction for this particular species of shark. The Aquario Carla Ganon in Sardinia said the baby, who they have named Isperia, was born in a tank in which only two female smooth hound sharks have lived for the past 10 years. 
I'm like, wait a minute. Ten years, two females, but one of them had a baby. Okay. The aquarium said officials suspect suspect that the shark was born via a process known as parthenogenesis, which involves a polar cell which contains a duplicate of the egg's DNA, fertilizing the egg in the absence of sperm. Marine biologists at the aquarium said that they have sent samples for testing to confirm whether Esperia is a genetic clone of her mother. So parthenogenesis has previously been observed in three species of sharks, the bonnet head, the black-tipped shark, and the zebra shark. So the aquarium said the results of the DNA test could determine whether smooth-hound sharks become the fourth species to make the list that have that ability to uh, reproduce that way. I don't know. Sounds weird, but some kind of way, one of those female sharks had a baby. Or one of them got out one night, and they don't know who she got out with. Just saying. All right, over to you, Papa Diddy. Oh, this is this is weird news. Theme park robots plan to have people have people freaked out. This virtual New York Times headline published Wednesday asks, "Are you ready for what they call it? Sentinel? Oh, sentient." Sentient? What does that word mean? Oh, Lord. That means robots that can actually think on their own. Okay. Maybe you should have read this. Sentient uh, Disney robots. Anyway, based on Twitter, the answer so far seems to be not, absolutely not. The Walt Disney Company now, this is a true story, is in the process of developing hyper-realistic, free-roaming robot versions of beloved characters to populate the grounds of the park. Now, is this because of COVID or what happened? Right, labeling know. them um, sentiments may uh, be jumping the gun a little bit, but the idea of robots uh, is to put it put, um, put it mildly. Characters that would normally walk around, you know, the park based on uh, COVID and all that jazz, they're going to have robots now perpetrating the characters. So that's going to be real deep. That's weird. Are they going to be on a track, or are they just going to be, what are they, what are they going to be? If it's a robot, they can just walk around. They don't need a track. <laughs> it's not like a car. They just walk around. All right, so what if they attack or, or just happen to get out of line like high uh, robot? See? Anyway, I don't know I how this stuff is really uh, coming about, you know, but they're, they're referencing a lot of movies, like I said, high robot and all kind of stuff that uh, – was out before on how robots went off and snapped and took over and all that jazz. So, did I they guess, mention Westworld? Because that yeah, was the one where yeah, they got Westworld. Yeah. Based on the Michael uh, Creighton movie about a Wild West theme park filled with uh, androids, and they're trying to distinguish them and all that jazz. And yeah, see, I anyway. saw Westworld, and in that movie, you couldn't tell the difference. They looked just as human. They talked human. Yeah. They acted human until they went off on. Well, the, the biggest thing with this here is the fact that Disney has so much damn money. Okay, between all the stuff, the whole, was it the Pixel uh, yeah. production with the, uh, uh, you name it. Pixar, yeah. Pixar you know with, with everything. They, they, have a, they have nine pounds of money. So when people got money, what does money bring in most cases? Corruption, right? 
It sounds yeah. to me like they're trying not to have to pay people to do that well, work. Well, of course, of course. You know, all those people they have to pay to be Alice in Wonderland and, and be Mickey and Minnie and all that stuff. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be deep. I just hope none of the kids get choked or killed or stepped on or whatever these robots are capable of doing. Anyway, stay tuned. Robots are coming to Disney. <laughs> walking around on their own with a walking around looking human. Well the people will control them from a central control location. And I think the visual will be coming out of their eyes where the cameras will be. And they'll be able to see the streets and everything to make turns and walk and, oh, God. That's see, that's the thing. If they have, if they are considered sentient, that's like having um, artificial brain. So that means, like, if you go up and have a conversation with them, their artificial brain processes like a human brain. So you don't have to be on a keyboard saying, oh, type this response. They ought to automatically know how to yeah. respond when you say, hi, it's Alice, can I hug you? I'm not getting that close. Yeah, I think I would run. I, I don't want to be around them. I don't know. Kettle, you going to Disney to see the robots? I ain't messing around with that. Mm-mm. <laughs> One of them might grab me. Shit, no, no, thank you. Uh-uh, they can keep that. <laughs> nah, yeah, I'm used to the old Disney, you know, how things used to be, you know. They ain't come out with robots and shit. No. Nope. Yeah, that's how they do. That's how they do it. Mm-hmm. And you know they're going to make people pay for that mess. It already cost, oh, what, sure. $200 to get up and enjoy it? <laughs> I think you're right. <laughs> yeah, it's going to yeah. be 300 to get up in there. So what's yeah. Mickey hey, mean? Okay. They taking a break? I, well, you know, they, <laughs> maybe. I mean, they got to pay people to be in those hot costumes and run around the park. If you can replace them with robots, then I guess they right. feel like, look, robots don't need lunch breaks and union agreements mm-hmm. and paychecks and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. <laughs> they try to cut, <laughs> cut out the humans. I don't though. know. Yeah, I'll tell you what. They cutting out our they might mess around. Put, they may mess around and put a collective bargaining agreement with them. Somebody may say, look, these are my robots and we want a union. Hey. So you never know. If they get busy be... enough, they might get together and say, I think we're being taken advantage of. We need a you collective bargaining much. agreement. You watch, you watch too much uh, movies. That's our robots. <laughs> they took over. <laughs> hey, it can happen. Hey, All right, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're coming back with, I'm just saying, with moi. You're listening to the Pajama Party Show, the best show on Blog Talk Radio. Hey, this is Redwine, just doing a few promos for the Pajama Party Adult Online Radio Talk Show. You know how we do it. PJs only. No clothes allowed. And I was just trying to get this done. Hey, Redwine, are you talking about the Pajama Party, where we talk about hot topics, movie reviews, living for the city, and what's popping with me, Pop Didi? I know you guys are not doing this spot without me. Show with the Pajama Talk. Did you tell everybody that um, they can reach us at apajamaparty.com or call us live, 914-803-4306. Check us out on Twitter, and don't forget to get to this. Okay, now is the time for me to sing. Oh, me, me, no, me, no, me, no, me, no, me. We don't have time for all that. What else you could sing? Aww. Let's get back to the show. All right, welcome back to John Party. One of your hosts, Papa D. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And 
red wine. Bonsoir, darling. Oh, my, my, my. I'm still chirping off those robots. But anyway, all right, it's time for I'm Just Saying. I got one for you tonight. Here we go again. Get it in. Can I go ahead and get it in? All right. Here we go again. So there's yet one more case of living while black that happened when police handcuffed a black man and his teenage son and their real estate agent when they were trying to tour a home for sale uh, in a Michigan neighborhood. And all of this happened because a nosy, busybody white neighbor falsely accused them of breaking into the house. Now, the guy's name is Roy Thorne, 36. He's 46. His son is 15 years old, named Samuel. They've been searching for a new house in the Grand Rapids, Michigan area for several months with Eric Brown, who's their black realtor. So on the 1st of August, they met with their realtor, Mr. Brown, and they went to see this two-story brick house for sale in some little suburban area in Grand Rapids called Wyoming. Samuel, the 15-year-old, was the first to notice the police were surrounding the house. I guess he looked out the window and saw cops running around, and he, he noticed that they were making hand signals, so he alerted his father and looked outside. And uh, I'm just saying, like, here we go again. They're just in there trying to take a look at the house for possibly to buy it. And now they got to deal with all this. So after all this happened, on the following Saturday, or the past Saturday, I mean, police then released a video containing um, the officers, uh, the body cam footage and stuff, and also the footage from the dashboard camera. It showed all three of these black males being handcuffed after the officers ordered them to first come out of the house with your hands in the air. So all three, Brown Thorne and the 15-year-old son, Samuel, can be seen on the videos lying with the officer's orders and after about 10 minutes they were uh, released. So they were still detained in handcuffs for a good 10 minutes. But you can hear the officers telling Brown and Thorne and his son that it was a neighbor that reported them to the police mission of breaking and entering into this house. And, uh, the uh, the police said that a person was previously had been arrested for coming into this house back in July uh, for breaking into, you know, at that time it was a vacant home. Just one person was arrested. And here's three black men. But the report was one black person had come into this home. So why is three black men automatically suspect? So anyway, the nosy neighbor told the police on August the 1st that the same person who had previously broken into the house had come back driving a Mercedes. But when the police came as a response to the nosy neighbor, uh, they found a Chevy and a Hyundai parked out front. No Mercedes. So clearly, this is not the same car or the same person. But, you know, like I said, here we go again. All they're doing is trying to look at a house to consider buying, and now they got to deal with this. Handcuffs, traumatized the 15-year-old, handcuffed people for 10 minutes. I'm sure other neighbors on the block were out watching the whole thing go down. 
people shouldn't have to be, you know, violated and denigrated like that simply because they were minding their own business. Why do you have to be treated like that simply because you're just living while black? Since when did that become a crime? This stuff has got to stop. And you can hear some of the officers on the video apologizing after they took the handcuffs off. But yet, the Wyoming Police Department there in Grand Rapids was defending the officers' handling of the whole situation. And they insisted that race had nothing to do with it. And I'm saying, okay, bull, how are you going to say race had nothing to do with it? Not, not one time did they even ask, what are you doing here? What's happening? You just automatically responded to this white lady who called and said, black people are breaking and entering. You need to come get them. So they came, surrounded the house, throwing hand signals silently, and then demanded that they come out with their hands up. Instead of knocking on the door and asking for some identification, find out who are you, why are you here, that would have squashed the whole thing. But you don't, you know, they don't even go that route. You want to handcuff the men, then you want to find out what's happening. It should have been the other way around. I just feel like if this was non-black folks, it wouldn't go down like that. I'm just saying, you know, this kind of stuff continues to go on and on. And these nosy white people that keep calling the police about black people that are minding their own business need to mind their own business. All we're trying to do is just live. We're not doing anything different than what y'all do. We go to the store. We go to work. We go shopping. We go out and play and do things, sports, etc. We hang out. We go eat out. We do the same stuff. The only difference is that we get arrested for it, and y'all don't. Enough is enough. This is Red Wine, and I'm saying, here we go again, and it needs to stop. We need to get off of this freaking merry-go-round. I know everybody is tired of it. I know I am. That's all. Too much for me. All right, I'm going to calm down. I'm just tired. Tired, Kettle. I'm tired. I hear you dropped the mic on <laughs> Yeah, I'm dropping the mic. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, but you, have to, you know, you have to look at the state. You know, it's, it's unfortunate, you know, depending on where you are. White folks just going to act a fool. You know, we can't. <laughs> We can't be ourselves. We can't just be like he said. We do the same thing. It doesn't matter. It yeah. doesn't matter where they were just up in Grand Rapids, Michigan. What difference does it make? <laughs> you up there folks, looking at a home <laughs> with a licensed realtor, but instead of them, like I said, knocking on the door and asking for some identification, you already had the house surrounded. You know, you want to be on there like, come out with your hands up. They didn't even know what was going on. Too many of us together. If it's more than one, that's it. They feel threatened, as Papa D always say. I'm so done so. with it. I'm done. Okay. All right. We're going to shift gears. We're going to put them uh, on the kissing list? Let's put that county oh, on yeah, the kissing list. Yeah, for sure. List. I'm yeah, putting that police department on the kissing list. That's what you do, right. man. All right, look, I, 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 can I take a little quick break so I can go get some ice? 
I need some ice. I'm good. I need some in my I need some in my glass and I need some to put on my head so I can calm down. Ooh, we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be back on the other side of the break with Papa Didi and Living for the City. Woo! You're listening to the Pajama Party Show. You know how we do. We'll be right back. You're in tune to the late night adult pajama party right here on Blog Talk Radio. This is a production of DC Homegrown Entertainment. To share your opinion with the Pajama Party crew, call us on 914-803-4306 and press 1. If you'd rather just listen in, you can still call us and listen on your phone, or you can listen online by going to our website, www.apajamaparty.com, and clicking the Listen banner in the top right corner. So join the conversation and let us know what you think about tonight's topics or whatever is on your mind. Okay, who turned the lights off? Call us now, 914-803-4306. Now back to the crew and more of the Pajama Party. All right, welcome back to the Pajama Party. One of Papa D. and Miro Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Um, swa, darling. It's time for Papa Didi and living for the city. What's happening, Papa Didi? I'll tell you what, what you were just saying about, you know, that there, in most cases, is that, see, when people move into these neighborhoods, chances are the availability of the house, you see, you don't see the whole story, and I blame that on now. Not only the person that called the police, but the dispatcher on how they reported the crime, the situation. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody involved. Because the one thing white folks got to stop doing is thinking that these neighborhoods belong to them. You know, you own the house. You probably still owe a fortune on the house, so you don't even own that. You know, but they've been in the neighborhood so long due to the uh, whole racial divide, you know, back in the 40s and 50s and everything that their families have grown up in this suburban neighborhood for so long that anybody that comes there that don't look like them, they pick up an immediate level of suspicion. Now, the thing that probably happened in that situation you was talking about is probably they was in there looking at, like I said, one of the nicest houses on on the block, mm-hmm. where the people that were looking at it saw their way clear. They could afford it because nowadays the rules don't take you nowhere that you can't afford or you haven't been pre-qualified for, mm-hmm. you know. So they're jealous, first of all. Look out the window and say, who's that in that, in that, that, that nice house across the street? That didn't be nice house across the street. Black people. What are you doing, rapping? They call the police. Blah, blah, blah. And then the, 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 when you call the police of these little counties, you know, and, you know, Virginia has a bunch of counties. I won't. I don't want to disrespect the counties, but they got a bunch of counties that would react like that, okay? And uh, once they call the police, it's on. Now the cop comes and he's just a he's just as white as the the per- person that made the complaint and the dispatcher reported. So you got three Karens, you know, lined up, and all of a sudden the confrontation begins, and you're guilty till proven innocent, which is the case with black people anyway. Whenever we are in society, we always have to be melted down by people. You know, we never can stand strong on who we are. When we go into a group of people that doesn't look like us or not in our environment or a restaurant or a train, plane, automobile, whatever, whatever you're in somewhere, when black folks get up, it seems like white folks just throw eyes on you. You know, I could be on the train and go to the bathroom, you know. 
By the time I come out the bathroom, I see like 10 sets of white eyes on me. And they're watching every step. If I wouldn't boo, everybody would jump in their chair. It just seemed like the eyes are on me. When I reach up to get my luggage from the overhead, the eye. By the time I bring my bag down, everybody's looking to try to make sure I don't have their bag. You know, like I got nothing to do but take y'all bags off the train with me when I'm getting off. I mean, it's the, whew, they work hard. From the minute they wake up watching us all day, that's a long-ass day. You know, when it's your turn to watch the black person, oh, my God, that's a long day. Everything we do is surveillance in a restaurant. When we go anywhere we do, anything we do anywhere we go, we're being surveillance, watched, you know. I mean, I've been pulled over by police where the police say, oh, yeah, I saw it when you made that you, and I saw it when you came back again, you went back again. I want to tell the cop, well, fuck, even you was watching me through that whole evolution. You know, I may have been confused about where the store was, so I went around the block, and I came back again, and I had to go to the other side of the parking lot. And now you're going to tell me all the stuff I did. I said, yeah, because I was looking for J.C. Penney's, which is right here. But you watched me do that whole fucking evolution? You know what I mean? It's like, what the hell? Why was I supposed to focus on you when I'm just cruising, irregular, doing everything regular, but you look at me like I'm just, I'm about to, you know, rip off the mall. It's scary. It's so scary. Anyway, that's all I got on that. And, uh, you know, like you said, uh, Red Wine, your piece that, uh, man, we're, 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 the Karens are out there and we, we're being shook down. I always say it. It's like their turn to watch the black people. Whose turn is it? My turn. I'm watching them. Yeah. And they, they pass it like the, like a, like the baton, you know, they, they pass the baton. Anywhere you go, somebody's watching you thinking that you're suspicious merely because of the color of your skin and atrocity. Sad. Okay. What a life. That was a good one. Yeah. Yeah, what a life that we lead and the shit we got to go through. How about that? <laughs> yeah, there it is. All right, yeah. Kevin. Uh, yes, you ready? ready for the uh, Hollywood wrap-up? Sure. All right. Come on, Papa Didi. Hollywood. <laughs> All right. Go All right. for it, Cattle. What we got going on in Hollywood? All right. Interesting. Check this out. Dolly Parton. She used her royalties from the Whitney Houston song to support a black neighborhood, the house that Whitney built. Uh, country legend Dolly Parton. Um, was on um, Watch What Happens with Live with Andy Cohen, his crazy self. Um, she revealed the big purchase she made with her royalties money from I Will Always Love You, that famous song, the 73 song um, that Whitney Houston covered in 92 and became a massive hit on the soundtrack of the um, Houston's film The Bodyguard, which was one of my favorite uh, movies and soundtracks. She goes on to say, I bought my... Um, big office complex down in Nashville so I thought well this is a wonderful place to be that's what Dolly Parton says uh, she reportedly paid 10 million dollars well she got 10 million dollars from the song in the 90s and continues to make money from it to this day um, so wow. while buying an office complex is a no biggie it's um, where and why she bought it um, I guess in the quote unquote black neighborhood um, she said, I bought a property down in what is the black area of town, and it was mostly just black families and people that lived around there. 
So she goes on to say, and it was off the beaten path. Um, and she goes on to say, well, I am going to buy this place, the whole strip mall. Like, wow. Hey, you got that kind of money? I say go for it. I mean, bringing jobs and helping folks in that community, why not? I mean, you know, kudos to Dolly Parton. That's what I say. You know, she okay. got a big thing in Dollywood, so, I mean, hey. Um, also in the news, DMX's family feuds over his estate, which it seems like it's not much. DMX's family has gone uh, from grieving to breaching. According to a report, the battle was brewing over what the late rapper left behind. At the time of his sudden death in April, the rapper, real name Earl Simmons, um, had been engaged to um, Desiree um, Lindstrom since 2019, and they have a five-year-old son. Of course, add to his collection of 15 children already. Um, she was trying to uh, become his com- common-law wife, um, but um, I guess uh, the court didn't, you know, see that. A judge denied the request, which might have uh, secured more um, control of the rapper's, you know, estate. So it goes mm-hmm. on to say five of his adult children were already fighting against themselves in court. Um, DMX did, did not have a written will or established estate. His daughters, uh, Sasha Simmons and Jada Odin, petitioned the court to become the um, administrators. Shortly after that, his three of his sons tried to do the same thing. You know, everything was knocked down. So I guess they're trying to determine who's going to be who. Um, so it says in more more than $74 million records he sold, the sons finally estate, the estate is worth less than $1 million, and the daughter's estate less than 50000 So he was paying child support to nine households, 15 children. Wow. And, uh, you know, um, he was up for tax evasion, also $1.7 million in tax fraud. So he had a lot of debt. So, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what's, what's going to happen with that case. So, um, Also, Halle Berry, haven't heard from her in a while, is reportedly being sued by former UFC star over role in film called Bruised. Um, former UFC fighter Kat Sagano is reportedly suing Halle Berry over a role in the actor's upcoming film, Bruce. According to the court documents, Zagango um, claims that Berry promised her a role in the film, which Berry both stars in and directs. The fighter alleges she pulled out of an upcoming fight to be able to take part in the film, something she claims resulted in her being dropped by the UFC. Barry alleged that withdrew her offer due to um, Zagango no longer being a UFC fighter. So it sounds like she she cuts old she cut old hand off. <laughs> really? <laughs> so yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know who's so, wrong on that one. Yeah, so it's, 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 that is really going to be interesting to see. So wow, Haley Berry back in news. Haley Berry, Haley Berry. Um, Are she directing that film? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So she got a lot of of pull on that one. So it's going to be interesting to see. They probably going to settle out of court and keep moving. Um, Batman, um, unburied, Winston Duke, the voice star is Bruce Wayne. Um, This is the gentleman that was in um, The Black Panther. 
remember, he was the villain in the Black Panther. Um, he's headed uh, from Wakanda to Gotham City. The Black Panther actor will voice star in Batman Unburied, the upcoming Spotify podcast that hails from the Dark Knight screenwriter David uh, Goyer. He's going to oh, star as okay. Bruce Wayne with um, Harry Potter actor Jason Isaac joining as um, Alfred, uh, Batman's trusty butler. Yeah. So, um, interesting. So, we will see. And uh, also, um, Carrie Ann, she is leaving the talk. She took a hiatus in April, but she is permanently leaving the talk. Um, she doesn't really say why, but she's thanking everybody underneath the sun, the cast, people behind the scenes and everything. But um, she she left for some mental health issues, she said. Um, you know, she's trying to get herself together, whatever, but she's permanently leaving the, um, the talk. So um, I'm just surprised that that, that uh, show is still on the air. I'm, I'm really yeah. surprised about that. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, um, I mean, because it has really unraveled. Sherry Osborne, you know, that controversy over that, so I don't know. And uh, last but not least, Mike Richards is out as Jeopardy host amid his scandal. Yep, so Yay! Uh, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, I, me, honestly, I think it was already rigged that he was going to be the host. And they were just out there fishing for, you know, trying to bring some popularity to Jeopardy. But um, some things that he said on the podcast, um, they didn't like. So uh, they tore him up on Twitter. So it was like, okay, you got to go, you know. Now, I don't know if he's going to remain uh, executive producer on the show or not. I'm not sure. So, but uh, it's going to be interesting to see. But he's out. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You know, we you're the weakest link. <laughs> yeah, uh, you are the yeah. weakest link. Goodbye. Yeah, and that's my, that's my Hollywood wrap-up. All right. Goodbye. I was mm-hmm. so happy to hear that he was out. Yes. Yes, you and me both. <laughs> uh-huh. so, he gave kudos to himself. Said, I said, how are you going to do that? Mm-mm-mm. Hot mess. All right. Well, we're down to the kiss at least. So, Papa Didi, can right. you explain what exactly is the kiss it list? That's a kiss of death. Anybody to show their butt, it's the time to put you on blast, like T-Mobile messing up everybody's data, not caring, still throwing commercials out, and trying to sell us two years of a McAfee and then do a re- what is it, reoccurring uh Bill yeah. would probably be like then fourteen dollars a month. with the bill after that expires. So we got to protect ourselves from the people that we're paying religiously every month on a subscription. We still got to pay them to cover mm-hmm. us. And what else? We what else you want us to do? Wash your car, shine your shoes, T-Mobile. Anyway, I think that's the thing. Uh, I think it's, it's, it's out to get more money. I think that's what that is. Bump that. <laughs> yeah, they probably still paying for that Super Bowl. They wrong for that. But sure. The weekend. Mm-hmm. Paying that mm-hmm. off. Also, uh, McAfee, because McAfee is some crap. And for them to mm-hmm. push that, that ain't right. The CEO was indicted mm-hmm. last year because he's crooked as hell. Uh, Floyd, Floyd Roseberry, the guy who drove up there on Capitol Hill threatening to blow up stuff. Mm-hmm. But, and then now he's acting like he's crazy. He's mm-hmm. on the kissing list. Mm-hmm. Uh, David Morgan. 
and Mr. Potts, the two guys who spent uh, taxpayer money to to buy bronze statues of themselves. <laughs> that was crazy. They, and they're both ex-sheriffs, I think, or something. But anyway, okay, Russia for being salty and claiming that the U.S. colluded with other countries to make sure that they didn't win top prize in the Olympics. You're on the kiss list. Disney for trying to come up with these robots at the um, Disneyland, Disney World, wherever. Yeah, we'll see that on the news one. <laughs> yeah, that I don't think that's a good idea. So Disney mm-hmm. robots, uh, the police in Grand Rapids for handcuffing those three brothers when they were just trying to look at a house to buy. Mm-hmm. They're on the kiss of this. Uh, Mitch McConnell, as usual. Uh, all those Republicans who were still fighting against masks and now have tested positive, y'all are on the kiss it list. Uh, anybody else? I you have anybody, Pop? No, I'm just still trying to figure out what what does Dolly Parton actually do? I mean, she brought she said she brought something in a neighborhood, a strip mall, in a in the black community, I mean, it's a community. Now it's up to you to make it what it is. Put your ass on a kiss of this. Oh, Lord. <laughs> put Dolly on the oh, my I God. I mean, you know, it's almost like saying, she, you know, I got black she friends. She's doing something, uh, you know, because she got the money from the royalty. So a portion of that, she invested into, quote, unquote, a black community. I mean, hey, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, no. I, 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 but you know, I just have don't to look into it further. I just don't see the significance. Understand. I mean, what are you trying to prove? Won't you just build some houses for black people since you've got such a guilty damn complex of getting all these checks that you know you didn't earn? You could never have sung that song like that. So it's a bunch of bullshit. Put her ass on the kiss list. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. All right, her, mm-hmm. put her on the list. And them titties also. Uh, oh, Lord. See what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I have uh, uh, Mike right, Richards. Well, I yeah, yeah my oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, how did he win that anyway? He's a he's a. He didn't win it. He just. I'm just saying he he right he he got the award. He, he was a damn. He had been the executive job. Yeah. That's what the hell he did. And guess what? He got bitten. So, okay, you want to yeah. get rid of Mike Richards? That's well, that's how that's right. He sound like Howard Stern on that podcast. Oh, yeah, he was trusty. See what I'm telling you, girl, you've been naked. You been, you posed naked before, right? You posed naked. Mm. You posed. He's a freak. Well, is that yeah. if that's everybody? He's no Alex uh, no, no, I have one more. I have the UFO um, fighter, Cat Zingino. Oh yeah, the one that's trying to sue um, Halle Berry. Yeah. Yeah. So she messed mm-hmm. her own self up. So yeah, oh, yeah she's looking sure. bad these days. Put her on the list. She's not attractive like she used to be. She, she's looking she's real looking tired. looking for some she's damn money. That's all. That's all. Okay. Holly well, needs a good night's sleep. All right, we got a special gift for everybody on this week's Kiss It List. And here it is. My in my ass.
Hi, welcome back to John Parker, when your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. It's time for the last word. Right. What's your last word, Papa Didi? My last word is that uh, Holly Berry, I think she gets you a good nice sleep. You ain't looking as good as you used to. You used to be a doll, baby. You used to be a doll, baby. I mean, she was like, oh, my God, in the movie uh, Boomerang. Yeah, but look how long ago that was. Yeah, but she was fine as hell at one time. Now she's she done been through more drama and crap and yeah, bullshit. Yeah, that was what twenty five, thirty. You know, years this, ago? Come this on, is my last word. Will you, you okay. know, kind of stick my head. <laughs> Damn, I ain't stepping on your last word. Anyway, I mean, you know, she's cool and all, but I just think that Holly Berry needs to like find herself. You know, have an affair with Eric Benet or something. You know. Do something, you know, take your shoes off like you used to with Eric <laughs> Benet and walk on the beach and shit. Anyway, get your groove back, Stella. Uh, anyway. Well, my last word is today is National Radio Day or week, month, yeah. something. Yeah, all so right. Shout out to all the radio broadcasters. You're doing your thing. And uh, happy radio Okay. Okay. Yay. Mm-hmm. And white people stop calling cops on black folks for nothing. Ooh. That's my last word. What's your last uh-uh. word? <laughs> well, you touched on National Radio Day. Hello. I'm sorry. What was that? No, I I, I thought Papa Didi was still talking. You said no, that? I was. I wasn't saying anything. Go ahead. Oh, okay, I was saying I was going to piggyback on this National Radio Day. Um, you guys, I mean, if, if you're not a history buff, check out uh, when radio started and the significance of um, radio. I'm telling you, it, 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 it kind of brings people together, and I mean, from music to news to weather to whatever. So, um, you know, kudos to the man who created and, and invented um, this radio thing. His name is Guillermo McConney back in 1890. So uh, if you guys want to do your homework on radio when it started, and it didn't start in the United States, it started in another country. <laughs> so we always think we're the first of doing things, and you'd be surprised. So uh, interesting. All right. But um, also... Uh, just be careful out there. Mask up, vaccinate, and whatever you got to do. And uh, just be safe out there, people. And uh, I appreciate everybody uh, listening tonight. Um, next time, call in. You know, fight with Papa Didi. Ask me some questions. Ask Red Wine some questions. We want you guys to be a part of the original pajama party every Friday night. So uh, we appreciate you guys listening. Thank you. That's my last word. All right. Well, like Kettle said, thank you guys for hanging out with us. Hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, but now it's that time, and we got to go. So we're going to say good night, and we'll do it again next Friday. Say good night, Papa Didi. Good night, everybody. Say good night, Kettle. Good night. And this is Red Wine. Bonsoir. Arrivederci. Adios. Until next week. Peace. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Arabatechi, Sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go.